It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the place we affectionately call Peak North, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day and Locked On Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our uh, lovely voice girl just told you Before the show, I want to encourage you to listen to this show in your car. Just tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast or Locked on Sooners, whichever one that uh, you prefer. Listen to one on the way to work. Listen to other one on the way home, and we'll do our best to keep you entertained and informed. And you can always subscribe on Apple iTunes. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, and uh, all the podcasts are available on Apple iTunes and at LockedOnPodcast.com. Coming up on today's show, we learned a lot about the Oklahoma City Thunder, even in game number 60. Yes, you can get that late into the season and still learn things about the team that you root for. One of the biggest takeaways from that game, which is this, it's kind of amazing. Paul George can have a bad offensive night, and the Thunder can still be in the thick of things even when they are down by 18. They can figure their way back, which is a great thing going into the playoffs. We'll discuss that. We'll also discuss the fact that Markeith Morris and Dennis Schroeder came up clutch, why that is so big during the playoffs. And then we're also going to get into the ugly of all this and the bad when it comes to Denver and why the Thunder don't match up well with these guys and what can they do. And then maybe with the way Nerlens Noel played last night, maybe we'll see him improve against Denver. But right now, I got to tell you, after watching that game, I am more... I am more confident about the Thunder's opportunities against Golden State in the second round than I am Denver, and I'll tell you why. All that coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I am launching a website called Thunder Maven. I'm very excited about it. We're going to try and get that started tomorrow night. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure we're going to, and then you can see it built. I'll give you the address and everything on tomorrow's podcast when we preview the 76ers game. So a lot to get to, short amount of time. Let's cut to the chase right now. And no, I will not do this in a Paul Stanley voice uh, by the request of my son and my wife. Kiss in town last night while the Thunder were out of town. They went to the show. I I, I, you know, I, I introduced my son to Kiss. Do I get to go to the show? No, nah, he takes his mom. But you live, you learn, you deal with it. And uh, the guys at uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub, Toucher and Rich, they've got the lockdown on the Paul Stanley impersonation. Biggest thing I learned last night, biggest takeaway, is that if the Thunder have to play the Denver Nuggets in the second round of the playoffs, they are screwed. Um, And the main reason why, one of the biggest reasons why, and do not take this lightly, altitude was a major factor in that game last night. You watch the end of the second quarter. You watch the end of the fourth quarter. And when the game started getting out of hand, Towards the end of those games, you're up there trying to play 48 minutes in the thin air, mile high. You could see the Thunder wearing down. I still think a lot, a lot, especially with Paul George and the way that he shot last night, 
he at least was still feeling the effects from playing in the double overtime game against the Jazz and then playing the next night against the Kings. And this is two two bad offensive nights for Paul George in, in a row. And this is two nights that the Thunder lost. But it's not all that bad. But let's get back to the altitude. In order to acclimate to altitude, you need about four to six weeks in, in that kind of in that kind of setting in order for your body to get used to it. And the Thunder aren't going to have that in a seven-game series. And even though you might stay in Denver for about three, four nights, it's still not going to be enough to get used to it. And with the way that the, the Nuggets play at that pace that they play, and even though the Thunder like to play, it wears the Thunder out when, when they are in Denver. The other reason I don't like this matchup for Oklahoma City is they cannot defend Denver without fouling. And Denver went to the free throw line last night way too much for me. They converted on those free throws. And if you're going to be stuck in a situation facing a guy like Yusef Nurkic, who had 36 points last night, which I expect, honestly, I expect him to get close to 30 every time that he plays the Thunder. But when you think about Steven Adams, who I thought did a pretty good job on him, and Nerlens Noel, who I thought did a good job on him, if you cannot keep those guys on the floor, and I know Adams played 30 minutes last night, but Adams was in foul trouble Noel found out, or Noel fouled out. What I want from those guys isn't just necessarily, first of all, I don't you expect you to play lockdown defense on a guy like that. That is just stupid to even ask. But I do expect you to be able to stay on the floor enough and be as good a defenders as those guys are where you can alter a shot late in the game, or maybe you can block a shot late in the game, or maybe you can hit a hard foul where if you're going to send him to the free throw line, that maybe he's shaken up and he's a little bit off. And I also expect you to be in there to be able to score in the paint. And I thought the Thunder did a great job of that last night. Even even without those guys, I thought they did a great job of driving to the paint and, and having opportunities to score. But they also left the paint open. And defense was a major issue last night. And it just absolutely killed me to watch these guys get burned by the backdoor cuts, especially in the first quarter. It looked as almost as if the Thunder hadn't read the scouting report or didn't watch the film on them. And I know that's not the case, but and look, if there was some new wrinkle, I'll go ahead and give the Thunder a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on that because sometimes you can watch something on film, you can read the scouting report, but when you haven't played Denver, as long as it's been since the Thunder played Denver, you got to get used to it. You got to see it. And maybe that's something that improves through the playoffs, but I just didn't feel it. And I think the Thunder, you can send all the messages you want. You can, you can be as physical as Denver is, but ultimately Denver figures out a way to be the tougher team. And when it comes to playing this team, remember the Thunder average 116 points per game, all three games. The Nuggets have held the Thunder to their average. Twice they've held them under to 100 points. It's a terrible matchup. It's a terrible matchup for Oklahoma City for all the reasons that I just gave you. And that's not going to change once you go around to the playoffs. And, and, And the big thing is, is I think the Nuggets last night with that win are in the Thunder's head. Even if the Thunder managed to somehow beat Denver in their last meeting of the season... Denver has got to feel like they own Oklahoma City going into a seven-game series. And at some point, I would think that they'd be able to deflate Oklahoma City and uh, send a packing in no less than... I think if if Oklahoma City could get six out of Denver, 
Um, six in a series against Denver, I think you'd be lucky. I think Oklahoma City matches up much better against Golden State if for no other reason um, they're more confident against Golden State to get a little bit more fired up for Golden State. I think Denver, they feel like they can win, but ultimately when they come out of those games, they're so gasped, they're so physically beat up that they don't want any part of them. Uh, for another couple of nights, and thank God you know you're not. Thank God you're not playing Denver uh, coming up here in the next couple of nights with Oklahoma City. The other thing that I took away from it was positive is that, and we've seen this now in two games. Probably should have talked about this after the Sacramento game, but that was the anomaly. Two times is a trend, and that's this. Even when Paul George has a bad game you're not completely out of it. And Paul George didn't necessarily have a bad game last night. He had a bad offensive game. George was a great example of when you don't still show up in the stat sheet, you make your presence felt, at least offensively, he wasn't showing up in the stat sheet. You can look, well, he scored you know, over 20 points last night. Yeah, but his efficiency was terrible. And he still managed to get stick steals, still managed to do uh, some good things on defense last night. But I thought it was great that Grant... Adams and Westbrook were all efficient. So when George isn't there, you've got guys that can pick him up. And even though you've got an MVP candidate who you've come to rely on night in, night out to give you 30 points per game or close to 30 points per game, 40 in, 40 in, in a stretch, 40 um, is what he was averaging you know, pretty much throughout the month of February. You've got a guy, you've got all these guys that can lift him up and be there and fill in the gaps that he's not there and that he's going to make it happen on the defensive end. And even down 18 last night, gassed, tired, the Thunder found a way to not only get back in the game, they found a way to to take a lead. They just don't know how to close on Denver. And, and I think a lot of it, again, going back to altitude, going back to being tired and going back to physically beaten up, it just wore them down. Absolutely wore them down last night and... They weren't going to recover from that. And uh, finally, in in this segment, free throw shooting, been an issue all year with the Thunder. They're 27th in the NBA. However, their free throw percentage, better than I thought it was. It's actually, yesterday it was over 70%. But what was really sad about that game last night, I mean, probably the thing that just pained me the most was with seven minutes left to go in the first quarter, Denver put Oklahoma City in the bonus, and you knew the Thunder were not going to be able to take advantage of it. In fact, Paul George, perfect from the free throw line last night. Everybody else that went through the free throw line was either 50% or below that. And that's one thing that, that Denver and every team has over Oklahoma City going into the playoffs is that you can foul this team, you can get into the bonus, and you know that it's not going to get away from you because Oklahoma City is not going to hit their free throws. And, and I don't know why I keep expecting Russell Westbrook to magically find some elixir to make him the free throw shooter that he was, but that's not happening this year either. So that's there's a lot of negative there. There's also some positive. We're going to get to more positive coming up next, and I'll tell you why. Having guys like Schroeder and Markeith Morris get some clutch points It's going to help the Thunder in the playoffs. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to listen to Locked On Thunder in your car. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. That's right. Just uh, tell your phone. Play the Locked On Thunder podcast, and boom, it's there. You can subscribe every day on Apple iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. Just about every place uh, in the world. And it's also going to be posted at uh, Thunder Maven. It's posted at LockedOnThunder.com. And I've got another website that uh, hopefully we can get launched tomorrow called Thunder Maven. And I'm very excited about uh, building that for you. And uh, you can have this podcast there. But I highly recommend listening in your car, going uh, to and from work, um, like a lot of our lot of our fans do. And please, uh, give me some feedback on this podcast, at Locked on Thunder. And uh, let me know what you think and uh, what you like more of, what you want less of. And we'll try and give it here for you on Locked on Thunder. Last night in the fourth quarter, and I want to say it happened on back-to-back possessions. Sometimes my memory gets a little fuzzy on these things because what happens is, is I just get going. And then just like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, crap, when did that happen? So it took me forever to put down the podcast that, today because there was so much that I wanted to talk about um, with this game. But Nerland's Noel, and or not Nerland's Noel. We've mentioned him so much. How about Markeith Morris from Kansas? Not Nerland's Noel from Kentucky. Markeith Morris from Kansas, and then Dennis Schroeder from Germany. Hit back-to-back threes last night, late in the game. And I want to say the one that Schroeder hit was probably the one that ended up putting the Thunder ahead. All right, I think we've established the Thunder didn't stay ahead last night. But Markeith Morris coming in, one, the thing I love about him is he's playing so he's playing incredibly relaxed. For a guy that got himself into a situation where you're on a team that is winning, it can be somewhat intimidating to go from... It can be somewhat intimidating to go from an organization like the Wizards, where nothing is expected of you, to where a whole hell of a lot is expected of you, especially when you're taking the place of a guy like Patrick Patterson. Okay, when when you are taking his place, and Patrick Patterson, even though he hasn't produced this year, is still a well liked individual on this team, and by all accounts, this is a very close knit Thunder organization. Everything that they say to us in the locker room really honestly leads me to believe that these guys truly deeply care for each other. So if you're just going to come in and you're automatically going to take somebody's place, then you better earn your stripes. And through three games, Markeith Morris has done that and more. Last night hitting that big three. Schroeder hitting that big three. And what this does for Oklahoma City, first of all, it gives you some confidence in the bench if you're Billy Donovan. And what you might be able to do if you're Billy Donovan is take Russell Westbrook and Paul George off the floor at the same time. You may get yourself into a situation in the playoffs or even here down the stretch, even when you're playing for positioning. And it looks like the best that the Thunder are going to do are third. And I guess you'd rather still finish third fourth or other than fourth or fifth. Um, still means you're going to have to play Denver in the second round, but whatever you're going to finish third, 
then I want the confidence to know that I can have my two guys, the two guys I rely on the most, sit on the bench, get some much-needed rest as we get closer to the postseason, and that you guys can handle it. That, that I don't have to worry about Dennis doing the bulk of the scoring, and if he's going to have an off night, that there's not going to be a guy like Mark Heath to hit some clutch threes. Um, still doesn't leave you with a lot of scoring coming off the bench um, because you just don't have as much consistency with these cats as you need to. But that's something that, that, that Billy Donovan can do is pull these guys off, get rest, and at least you might be able to get some scoring. Also, when it comes to the postseason, and the thing that I stress the most about the postseason is the mental toll that it takes on guys and how big that magnifying glass is when you're, you're, you start ripping apart things and you're looking at every single play. It seemed like last night it would have been very easy for a lot of guys to shrink down the stretch as they were fighting to get back in this game and then eventually lost it. But Morris and Schroeder didn't they they stepped up and so in the playoffs when things become a whole lot bigger and you're talking about a game to put you ahead maybe three games to one or a game to um, even two games to one or essentially let's say you're you're in a closeout situation and you don't want to go to a to a game six or a game five if you can have somebody that can hit a shot that the defense isn't... And look, I know there's going to be scouting reports and there's going to be film. But if somehow Schroeder, Markeith Morris, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, if they're all, you know, they're on the floor on the same time, on the floor on the same time, and you're expecting, you know, in a clutch situation, the ball to either be in Russ's hands or Paul's hands, defenses might be able to get a little lax. And then you switch it over to one of those other two guys and maybe they can knock it down. But I just I love that. And I love more than anything just the ice in their veins and the confidence that, that these two guys have with this team. It's just it's just truly ama- it's truly amazing to me the impact that Markeith Morris has made. And I don't know why I'm so surprised about that, because he's not the first midseason acquisition we've seen the Thunder pick up and make an immediate impact. Karan Butler did it. Um, God, man, Corey Brewer did did it big time last year. And this year, Markeith Morris is doing it. You know, Sam Presti's got an act. Anthony Morrow. I mean, just a lot of these. We should probably go through um, at some time. And, and, and this is going to take me some time. So uh, give me a couple of days on this. But go start going through maybe some of the better mid-season acquisitions or the best mid-season acquisitions that uh, Sam Presti's made. And of course, this coming from a guy who forgot that Victor Oladipo wore the number five. I'll completely admit it and throw throw it under the bus. Um, because I saw Markeith Morris, wear, uh, you know, with him wearing number five, my first thought was, oh, dedicated number for a tough guy because that's what Perk wore. And I threw it out there on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, man, who else wore five for the Thunder? And Chuck Cheney from Thunder Digest shot back. It's like, uh, Victor Oladipo, kind of a big one. Uh, yeah, you're right. But Vic was only here one year. Um, and hell, I'm just going to say that CTE is contagious. And, and I caught it from one of my co-hosts. And that's why I can't remember. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll close things out. And I'll tell you why something Nerlens Noel did last night solidified one of my arguments yesterday. Woohoo! Feeling good about that. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I love bringing you into my life. Hopefully you can hear that. My dog has this squeaky ball, and um, she is a pit... What is she? She's a she's a pit boxer mix, and she squeezes it in her mouth, and it squeaks, and it just sounds like something's dying, like she's killing some small animal. So if you hear something that sounds like a small animal dying, then it's my pit boxer mix that that has that. My name's Eric G. Locked on Thunder podcast. Do me a huge favor. Uh, listen to this in your car, and just ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, and you can listen to and from work. And I thank you for uh, your support, and we'll have another one cranked out. Um, I'm thinking we're going to do one tomorrow morning. We're going to crank one out because we got to get you ready for the 76ers game, and we got some other stuff going on as well, uh, launching Sooner Maven. But please listen, or Thunder Maven, please listen uh, in your car, and thank you very much for uh, joining us here on the uh, Locked on Thunder podcast. So Nerland's Noel last night. Uh, gets a technical foul levied against him on Gary Harris. After Raymond Felton gets called on a foul, Harris was going to the basket. Nerlens Noel might have thought he was going to go for the continuation and try and get the and one and decided to block the shot. Harris goes to the floor, throws the ball at Noel, double technicals are issued, and I loved it. This is the second hard foul we've seen in three games by a member of the Thunder who understand that it is playoff time. And the reason that was important is because you are, again, you're in message sending mode. There's a chance that you could play the Jazz in the playoffs. There's a very good chance you could end up playing the Nuggets in the playoffs. You have to send that message that you're not going to get bullied. You have to show every, every team that the Thunder are playing from here on out, even if it's teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs, and I think the Thunder are going to run into a couple of teams that would love to play spoiler against them and knock them out of their seed. But you've got to show everybody that you are ready to play physical. And then when it comes to the type of game that you're going to play last night that you can handle not only the physicality that's going to be thrown at you, but you can dish it out as well. And even if it means that you're going to take a technical, even if it means that there is the danger of starting a fight, um, you want to be smart. You don't want to get yourself suspended for a playoff game. But I was all right with that. And it certainly hammered home to me that Markeith Morris, for as great as he's been, didn't necessarily bring an edge to Oklahoma City that they didn't already have. They have had that edge. And that is something that, you know, we talked a little bit about it being cultivated by Steven Adams and him giving the Thunder the edge. But I think that just, we talk about Kendrick Perkins. And honestly, somebody needs to write a book. Maybe it's me. Um, be a short book, but be I think it'd be a fascinating read on Kendrick Perkins' impact here in Oklahoma City. And the biggest impact that Kendrick Perkins made was 
imparting that kind of wisdom, that kind of toughness on a guy like Russell Westbrook. And it's not that Westbrook didn't have some of those sharp edges already from being an over or an under-recruited kid, so forth and so on. But Kendrick Perkins made a huge impact. He was that guy that was brought in for toughness. It wore off on Russell Westbrook. He's now passing it on. Steven Adams has it. And all Markeith Morris does is cement it. But Nerlens Noel last night doing it. And I want to see it again. I want to see a hard foul every single game from now until down the stretch. Because I want to know that this team's playoff ready. And the one thing that I will tell you that even in the two losses that they've had in these first three games coming out of the All-Star break, I feel like they're a more prepared playoff-ready team than what we've seen in a couple of seasons. Uh, Certainly more than last year when it just seemed like the entire year was spent figuring out where every single piece of the puzzle fit and it never happened. And then, of course, the rush year. Um, where he was MVP, you just you just knew it was like, well, it's it's Russ, and then just kind of hold on to to your seats. Um, preview of tomorrow night's uh, game: Nerlens Noel and Stephen Adams should touch the ball every time that the Thunder down the court sit up in their offense because the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be without uh, Boban Marjanovic and more importantly Joel Embiid last night. Both of their centers are sitting on the bench. So you're asking, well, okay, well, who's going to play in their place? It is a perfect time. Are you ready for this? Amir Johnson, that's right. Amir Johnson, who is a 13-year NBA vet journeyman. He's played for everybody from the Pistons to the Raptors to the Celtics. Don't want to forget the 76ers. And hasn't played in at least the last five games for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, he's the guy listed on the depth chart. Now, you might want to give a young guy a shot if, you, um, <laughs> if you're if you the Philadelphia 76ers. And maybe it's Justin Patton, who's spent a lot of time in in the G League. That might be the guy that, uh, that you end up going with tomorrow night. But, uh, wow, I don't feel good for Brett Brown at all because you're going to have to deal with Steven Adams. You're going to have to deal with Nerlens Noel. And I would think that this is a night that both of those guys could eat and be able to score a ton of points and you take some pressure off Russ and PG and just you know pound Philadelphia inside and maybe you could get them uh, to go away early. And look, yes, it's not the full-strength Philadelphia 76ers. They'll still be good, and it's still a great test to go into the playoffs. And finally, if you decide to reach out and touch somebody and you're sitting on, on the side of or you're, you've got those courtside seats. Okay, first of all, don't touch players. I think, I think we know that. You've heard it all day today. The way Russell handled it, though, talking to, your, talking to the guy's parent, to me, that actually took more balls than talking to the kid. Why do I say that? You're in a day and age now where people do not like to be told how to raise their children. One, they don't like to hear bad things about their kids. And two, they don't like to hear that that they're doing a bad job of raising their, their children. Russell Westbrook took that opportunity to go old school and tell a guy, you don't know how to raise your kid. Which, now, look, if this guy's smart, you're obviously not going to challenge a dude like Russell Westbrook with him being yoked up as he is because he's going to knock you into next week. But to have the f- testicular fortitude to tell somebody how to raise their kid. 
especially in a, in a position where it needed to be done, makes me respect Russell Westbrook more. Because you, do, I'm sorry, we need more of that in society. Why? Okay, I've, I've been told it's like tell tell me why that's important. Go that next level. Tell you why it's important. We need more of that in society. We need people to check each other in society. And just because we all love our own personal space and we love the the idea that we're doing things different and we're we're you know, individuals, whatever, you have to have awareness. And if you don't teach your kids awareness, they're going to get into trouble. And, okay, reaching out touching Russell Westbrook, not a bad idea. But what if the next guy you touch is a dude that really didn't want to be touched and he's out in public and then he beats the crap out of your kid? But more importantly, if you're not teaching your kids awareness, then somebody has to step up and take over for you. Whether it's somebody in your family or somebody out in society, I'm all right with what Russ did. As a parent myself, I'm all right with Russ doing that because that kid needed to be taught that now granted hey tell me how to raise my kid depending on what my kid's doing uh you might have an argument on your hand but still um russ i appreciate with you and believe me i think we've all been there especially when those little fifth graders slam my door every day when my kid's taking me to school this is the locked on thunder podcast i am eric g uh this wraps up today's show tomorrow we'll be back to talk about the philadelphia game um, there's also a couple of things that just going on in the NBA that I'll just try to touch on a little bit. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.